with Manitou. Um, my name is Holly, and I'm going to do the scripture reading this morning. So if you could all please stand for the scripture reading. Um, this is Ephesians 6, 18 to 24. So it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Tychicus? Tychicus, okay. The dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord will tell you everything, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Let's continue standing as we pray. Lord, we know you are here, that you are listening to our prayers, receiving the worship as we sing songs to you, as we study your word. Lord, be magnified in this place. We pray in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. We're going to talk about the, the very first verse in this passage that says, pray all kinds of prayers with all kinds of requests. Paul in this passage says five times, pray, 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 pray in this passage. And so we're going to talk about this morning, Prayer, and I was thinking about prayer all this week uh, as as a sort of analogy. It's an analogy another pastor was talking about as uh, life is like a pressure cooker that uh, the old pressure cookers that sit on the stove and you turn up the heat and it cooks stuff inside this pressure and there's at the top for safety a valve that releases pressure so that it doesn't blow up and destroy your whole house. Uh, and so I was thinking about prayer as being this release valve that in life when, when things are full and, and this last week for me as a pastor was very full that prayer, it's like all we can do is pray and prayer is probably our greatest tool that we have as Christians, that we can go before the Lord, the maker of all, and pray to him, and he will listen to us, and we can listen to him, and he will speak to us. How awesome is prayer? So this week was, was filled with, you know, as a pastor, uh, uh, even as a small congregation like, like we are here, there's, there were so many opportunities this last week. And throughout the year, I get opportunities to be with people in their highest of highs. I get to go to hospitals like I was there, the Justin and Jamie in the back, little Elijah back there. I got to see them in the hospital a couple weeks ago and praise the Lord for this baby, this miracle brought into the world. I, as a pastor, get to stand before a couple and say, uh, now pronounce you husband and wife. Husband, you may kiss the bride. And I get to be there pronouncing them as a pastor. So I get to walk with people in their highest of highs. And then as a pastor, I also get to walk with people in their lowest of lows. And so just in this last, I was thinking this last week and a half-ish, uh, there have been so many things. Two uh, couples uh, struggling in marriage, I've gotten to help them. Uh, two different people amongst our congregation, uh, some sort of addiction. One was a total surprise. One uh, person is, is going to get rehab next week. Um, 
in our congregation, there's uh, been someone, uh, I guess, part of the New Life North, sentenced to prison, and, and they're wanting a pastoral visit, and I get to visit them. And uh, th- this week on Tuesday, to, to share with you kind of the, the low of my week, was walking with this family that uh, experienced uh, a death. So someone that attends our congregation, a brother-in-law, was killed on Tuesday. And this person that was killed is a New Lifer. They're baptized at New Life. Their life is following the Lord, but in their past, I'm still learning all the the details of this story and how it unfolded, but it's very tragic. On on Monday, uh, someone that that this guy knew got out of prison and spent Monday getting a gun, and on Tuesday went to the house where this person lives and shot him and killed him. This is a Tuesday. And, and so I was called in as a, as a pastor. Would you please help? Would you please, this fa- we need help. Would you help us plan the funeral and the service? Just horrible circumstances. So yesterday I had a mic at a funeral service and I was, I was talking and I invited up the children. This, this man has six children, 19-year-old all the way down. They adopted a 18-month-old and all these kids were lined up here. And I was just thinking, uh, what do I do? What do I say? How, they, they wanted to share some things, and so I had them just look at, look at the congregation, look at these people that have all come because they loved your dad, and, and one of the teenagers, um, a boy, he couldn't even look. He just started weeping and turned away and, and was just weeping. I thought, what do we do? What do I do as a pastor? Well, our greatest tool is prayer. So I, I prayed over them in that moment, and I prayed over them as I was driving around from the funeral to the burial, that prayer is our greatest tool. Let me reread this scripture. Verse 18 says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I know that when we talk about prayer, the elephant in the room is that prayer is something that we should be doing, but maybe we're not doing. It's like, hey, I know we should all be eating right, but McDonald's tastes pretty good. I know we should all be dieting in some ways, but, you know, this, this, or that. I know we should all be exercising. So it's kind of like, when I, I know there's some topics in church that we talk about that just brings up a lot of shame. Like, oh, I know that's something I should be doing, but I'm not doing, and oh, shame on me. And today is not going to be like a, a, a wrist-slapping thing. I'm not going to walk up to you. How, how long did you spend? Steve, you did the announcements. How long did this week did you spend in prayer? Oh, is that all? Steve, give me your hand. Slap the hand. Uh, Natalie, you led worship. How many hours of prayer? How many minutes of prayer did you do this week? Oh, is that all? Slap your hand. That is not what I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to encourage us that prayer is one of the best things we can be doing. It, if, if not, the best thing that we can be doing, the greatest tool in our toolbox as Christians is to pray. And I realize that, that many of us, because I'm saying it now, and, and there's, there's no shame here, that, that many Christians, the, the typical Christian life is, is to pray maybe over some meals throughout the week. The typical Christian life uh, is that most married couples don't pray together. It's like, oh, we, we know we probably should be, but we don't. And to, to answer that, to kind of talk to that, I realize that prayer is hard work. Even some of the, the church fathers, people who are the professionals in church history who have gone down as these great church leaders have said, prayer is one of the hardest works of the Christian life. Here's a quote by St. Ambrose. If he has saint before his name, you know he's pretty good. And he said this, the Holy Fathers say that prayer with force is higher than prayer unforced. You don't want to do it, 
but force yourself. We, we all need to force ourselves to pray. The kingdom of heaven is taken by force. And then he quotes Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. I think it's a big mistake to say that the prayer should just be left for the professionals. But we can get a acclimatized to prayer. As we begin to pray more, um, prayer is something that will be a deep part of our life and it's our greatest tool. So we in Colorado, we know about acclimatization, right? If you don't know, you're about to get, if, if you're here from somewhere else, uh, just go for a quick run and uh, the, the, the theory of acclimatization will slap you in the face. Um, I, before living in Colorado, I had no idea what acclimatization was, uh, and, then, and then began uh, doing something in, in town here called the incline. How many of you have done the incline? Oh, look at all the hands. Great, great job, congregation. So the incline, if you were to look out, I think you could probably see it out this window. If there are trees weren't here, you could look out the window and see this line that goes straight up uh, this hill. It's, it's a mountain. It's Mount Manitou is, is what the incline goes straight up. It's 2,000 feet of vertical incline. And uh, I, I, I've taken some of my kids. And so I took uh, all of my kids except for Theo have done bits at least of the incline. Rowan even did it while he was still in diapers as, as an early three-year-old. So I took Rowan on the incline, and I was just, the plan was to just do half the incline and, and, and leave at the bailout spot and go back down. But he got to that point and realized we were, we were you know, only doing half of it. He started crying, I want to do the whole thing. I want to get to the top. So he's like, okay, let's get to the top. So we did the whole thing while he was still in diapers at three years old. And, and we passed people. We passed people that were from out of town. Why? Because of climatization. We live in Manitou at, at uh, elevation. And, and so these people from sea level are looking at this little baby in diapers going up the incline. It's like, what is wrong with me? Like, how is this happening? It's like, well, it's climatization. It's this scientific principle. I have a friend, and I asked him for permission to tell the story because it's quite uh, embarrassing for him. I think it's, it makes him out to be a pretty evil guy. His name is Josh, and uh, his last name is a yo-yo. So we just call him yo-yo. People don't even know his first name. Do you guys know Josh? Some of you know Josh. Anyways, he's from Iowa. He has a bunch of people, a great church in Iowa, and people come out all the time to visit him. And one of his favorite things to do is these poor Iowans is to take them up the incline because they're not acclimatized. He loves torturing them. And even more, he'll get to, so the incline, spoiler alert, if you don't know this, but the incline goes up and kind of curves over and then it keeps going. So it's called a false summit. So you, you're looking at this summit. You think that's the top because that's what you can see. And so my friend Josh will get to the false summit and say, all right, guys, sprint it out. Come on, let's go head down. Come on, sprint, sprint, sprint. And they'll get up to this false summit barely alive and breathing and look up and realize they have a lot more to do. So Acclimatization is a very important thing in Colorado. And I give this analogy to say that if you begin praying, and I'm going to encourage you, I've, I've encouraged our leaders already to add to your week. I'll talk about this more. Uh, to add to this week every day, uh, I'm going to challenge you to add 10 minutes of prayer to your day. Whatever, if you pray not at all regularly, well then add 10 minutes for seven days, Sunday to Sunday. Uh, add prayer to your week uh, for seven days, add 10 minutes. That's, that's the ask. So if you already pray, add 10 minutes. If you don't pray it regularly, start praying 10 minutes a day for seven days. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. But the theory, my hope, and it's not to shame you, 
my theory and my hope to encourage you is that if you get acclimatized to prayer, if you begin praying, then, then prayer will come more and more naturally. And you will agree with me with your full heart that prayer <coughs> is our greatest tool as believers. So I'm going to teach you something about prayer this morning. I'm going to, I'm going to guide us through what, you know, one of my personal uh, giftings in the church um, I could preach like I am doing now, but I think one of my natural tendencies is teaching. I, I taught a Sunday school for college students for uh, 12, 13 years, and that's, that just kind of comes out of me to be more teachy. And so today's lesson will be <coughs> more on the teaching side because there's a great need to learn how to pray. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, <coughs> um, when it was still snowing, which was just like last month, um, there was a women's conference, and we had at New Life Church 800 of, some of you are probably there, women attend our New Life North uh, women's conference. It was an all-day Saturday conference. And at the end of the conference, at some point, they said, uh, write down. So they had, everybody had these pieces of paper, and the women's ministry was like going to take these different turns and start these different meetings and, and things. And they said, we want to know from you. We want to hear from you. What is your greatest area of need in life? And number one, out of all these women, about 800 women who came on a snowy Saturday and spent all day, they said, we would like to know how to pray. That was number one out of all these people. It was like, what area of growth do you want to grow in? We want to learn how to pray. So I'll read this passage again. And pray in the Spirit on all kinds of occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So let's talk about prayer and, and teach how to pray. Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. They come to him uh, and say, Jesus, how do we pray? And he says, here's how to pray. And he says for them the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And, and many of you have memorized the Lord's Prayer. That is how Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. And then... And then uh, we have in the Bible all these other prayers too. So there's many types of prayers, which just goes back to the verse I just read. Pray in all kinds of ways, with all kinds of requests. We look at the Psalms and see different prayers. We, we look at different people's prayers in the Bible that have been recorded. Abraham, David, Jabez, Daniel, Jacob, Moses. We have these recorded prayers of people. And, and when we pray, people come to Jesus and say, how do we pray? And Jesus says, he kind of compares to what's going on in the first century. People were making big shows of prayers and kind of getting spiritual notoriety. And Jesus says, don't pray like that. When you pray, go into a secret place and pray there alone. So it's like, okay, that's how to pray. But then there's all these other prayers, like in the Psalms, Psalm 134 says, Praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who minister in the house of the Lord. So that seems very a corporate prayer. Psalm 100 is, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. A very corporate prayer. And then there's uh, a prayer like Psalm 117, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you people. So there's these prayers that are obviously very corporate but here's some different ways to pray. Because we can pray with all different types of prayers and requests, whether it's in corporate settings, whether it's repeating prayers, whether it's using the model of the Lord's Prayer, I'm going to coach us through, I'm going to look at different types of prayer so that this week will give you some encouragement as you pray. To, 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 as you pray, I'm challenging you to, to add 10 minutes of prayer per day for seven days. Um, as you do that, there will be, uh, I will give you sort of a guide. So, Types of prayer. I'm going to give you nine types of prayer in just a couple minutes. Are you ready for this? Say amen. amen. 
<laughs> so this is this is my I love the teaching is more is is just the way I enjoy talking. So types of prayer. Number one, uh, I'm going to call it just talking to God. This first type of prayer. It's a very introductory type of prayer. Just talk to God as if you have a best friend at a coffee shop, as if you have a best friend and you're fishing together. How you would talk to them is how you can talk to the Lord. I remember uh, years ago, I, I attended a, a Billy Graham crusade. It was actually Franklin Graham, his son, who, who spoke. Uh, but it was wonderful to see this big arena in Florida. And I got to be a part of the volunteer process leading up to this crusade and all the work and church partnerships that went into that. So we're at this big arena and, and Franklin Graham is speaking, gives a sermon, and then he gives an altar call as, as they do at these crusades, and people came forward. I was like, wow, people are really coming forward. Like, even in this arena, from like the nosebleed seats, people were like going back in and coming down and finding their way to the floor, and a big altar call was made, and then the floor of this auditorium was filled with people, and, and Mr. or Pastor Graham was saying, okay, now, now you believe. Now you're making this commitment. Are we going to have Bibles for you? And now, going from here, you need to learn how how to pray. And his advice was wonderful. His advice said, just, just pray what is in your heart. Pray to God. Just start talking to God. Just do it, as the, as the Nike symbol uh, motto says. Just pray. Start praying. And I thought, what a wonderful way to, to start, to give permission to everyone, especially brand new believers, that this is how you can pray. Just start talking to God. Number two is this, requests and petitions, prayers of faith. There's a bumper sticker that says, as long as there are tests in school, there will be prayer in school. <laughs> that we bring our, even people who do not pray regularly or, or at all, these are the kinds of prayers people pray when there's a car accident, when there's tragedy, when there is uh, death, either, either in your own self, like you know you're going to die. People call out to God and say, God, help us, spare us, save us. Um, this is the kind of prayer that I'm sure many of you have prayed, if, if not the majority of your prayer life is coming to God with requests. And Paul says to do this. Come before the Lord in this, pray in the spirit on all kinds of occasions with all kinds of prayers and with your requests. Make them known before God. So we can come before the Lord with our requests. The third type is a meditation prayer. Meditation prayer, the quiet listening sort of prayer. And we live in Manitou, and so in Manitou, there's lots of Eastern religions and influence of Hinduism and, and Buddhism. It's just kind of the popular thought. So when I say meditation, I'm not talking about the type of meditation that is uh, Hinduistic or a Buddhist that, that says you should become nothing. Um, that is not within the Christian philosophy to become nothing because we're something. God has created us, and we are people, so that's, that's not the intention. When I say meditation, it's not that. It's not to become, I think, in, in different schools of spiritual yoga, there's schools of thought of becoming one with God. And, and we would say, as Christians, we'd say, well, we're not, we're not talking about that kind of meditation because we're not trying to become one with God. God is God. We are his creation. And if, if any part of us should be with God, then it's, our, it's like our will and our way. We don't become one with God. God is God. We are his creation, obviously. So within this type of prayer, meditation type of prayer, 
It's a quieting of our, our, ourselves, of our heart. There's, uh, I know Christians who will just say the name Jesus for, for Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in their prayer to quiet their hearts, to listen before the Lord. Within church history, there's this prayer called the Jesus Prayer. It says, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's another prayer that people pray kind of in repetition to quiet themselves. There's a very famous Christian monk uh, who says this for a definition of prayer. He says, prayer, and specifically it's this meditation type of prayer, prayer is sitting and looking lovingly on God while God sits and looks lovingly on you. Wonderful. Number four is worship and praise as a type of prayer. And we can certainly sing praises like we just did. We can say things. I think uh, I, I often fall into this category of prayer when I'm just saying things about God that I know to be true. God, you are holy and awesome and good, a king of kings, the Lord of lords. Praise your name. That would be a type of prayer that is praise or worship. You know, one of my, um, as a side note, uh, you know what a pet peeve is, right? It's like something that bothers you, but it really shouldn't bother you. Like some of you, it's like, bite, so you see someone biting their fingernails, and you're just like, oh, like it shouldn't bother me, but it's, oh, it's so disgusting, you just can't, like you turn red with rage because you see someone are cracking, the, is anybody not like cracking knuckles? <laughs> it's something that bothers you, but it really shouldn't. And so something that bothers me is when people refer to just singing as worship. It's like, now we're going to worship in the service, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to do something. But, but the worship is, so it's, it's a pet peeve of mine that people only use the word worship when it refers to just the singing. And of course, that's not true. It's, it's, the worship is a part, singing is a part of worship, and it includes lots of different things. We, we can bow down in praise to our Lord, and even if we're not singing, it's still worship, right? Amen? Okay. Anyways, on with other pet peeves. Um, let's see. The next type of prayer is a Thanksgiving type of prayer. I think uh, er Erica and I pray every night, and usually our prayers are usually in some sort of form of Thanksgiving, that we thank the Lord for all he has done, the blessings, our household, and we, we pray his, his presence over us, and we give thanks to him. This is a prayer that many of us pray over meals. Lord, thank you for this time to sit down and to share a meal, and, and, and it's a prayer of thanksgiving. Number six is intercessory prayer. This is when you pray for someone else or something else, or a situation. Um, it's whenever you, uh, people ask us as believers for prayer, they're going through something, you pray for someone, this would be interceding for that person. We often, uh, we have a prayer meeting every Tuesday night, and we will often pray for Manitou as a whole, as the city. And we, we think, maybe I'm just biased, but I think Manitou is a very important city, spiritually speaking. Um, whatever, you know, kind of goes through Manitou ends up in Colorado Springs as a spiritual sense. Maybe I'm just sharing my bias, thinking this city is very important, but I really do. Um, in fact, the whole county, you know what county we live in? El Paso, which is Spanish for the Paso. <laughs> it's Spanish for the pass. So this, the county El Paso extends almost to Pueblo, north to Monument. <laughs> it goes all the way out to Callahan. It's called El Paso. Which pass is it named for? 
The one right here. Yeah, Ute Pass. It's named for, if you keep walking up Manitou Ave, you will eventually hit Rainbow Falls and, and need to go up this, this falls, and that is Ute Pass. So the whole county, all the way out to Callahan, uh, south, almost to Pueblo, is called El Paso because of the pass, which is right in Manitou Springs. And so as, you know, as water and, and, and the Ute Indians, the, the flow of life and things comes through Manitou, uh, this is an important city, I, I think, as a that I have um, living here, and I should because I'm passionate about that. But we intercede oftentimes for Manitou. We, we pray for the city. Can we do that? Of course we can. It's a type of prayer. Right alongside of that is number seven, binding and loosing. Jesus gives us all authority in heaven and earth, and he says in Matthew 18, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so we can pray things into existence. We can thank the Lord for things in advance and pray for them with faith and bind and loose things in the spiritual realm because Christ has given us the authority. Number eight, to get a little theological and nerdy on you for our nerd alert, uh, number eight is imprecatory, imprecatory prayer. Um, and this is the type of prayer that, that really bothers some of us. So we look in the Psalms and we see Psalms like Psalm 3, where David prays, uh, smash my enemy's teeth. And we see Psalms like uh, one, is it 137 or 127? By the rivers of Babylon, we sat and we wept. Uh, and there we hung our harps because our, our enemies asked us for songs. They said, sing us one of those songs of Zion. How could we sing one of those songs while in a foreign land? Uh, Jerusalem is our highest joy. If ever uh, we forget Jerusalem, may, it says, may my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth and may my right hand forget its skill. And then this horrible prayer is in our Bible. It says, it says Lord, um, what the Edomites did was so wrong. Blessed is the one who takes their, do you know this verse? Blessed is the one who takes their babies and, and dashes them against the rocks. Blessed is the one who takes full revenge on these horrible Babylonians. Like, wow, that's in our Bible. How is it, you know, doesn't Jesus say to love our enemies? How can we have this passage like Psalm 3, Psalm 137, and other prayers in the Bible where it's praying curses upon our enemies? Well, what I have come to the conclusion of is that Jesus says to love your enemies, and, and we should love our enemies, but what happens when we can't? What happens when we just are in a place where we have so much uh, fervor for the Lord's justice to be done in this horrible situation? Well, this type of prayer says, well, pray that out. Whatever your feelings are, if you're happy, pray, pray psalms of thanksgiving and praise, and if you want the Lord's will to come in a situation that was evil, well then pray that. We can bring all sorts of prayer requests to the Lord. Number nine, the, the final one here, uh, we started off with a very easy type of prayer. Just pray. Just talk to God as if you were talking to a friend. This last uh, <coughs> type of prayer is somewhat easy as an on-ramp as well. Pray the scriptures. You don't know where to start? Pick the Psalms. If you don't know what Psalm to pick, uh, Psalm 23 is, is probably the most popular Psalm for a reason. It's a wonderful prayer. So we pray through the scriptures. This gives us the language. You know, one of the, the strengths about number one is you don't need any training. You can just start praying to God. One of the weaknesses is that 
You don't need any training. You could begin to pray prayers that are heretical or just not right with what the Lord would want. Um, but the last one here, the strength is that you are praying the words of Scripture. You're praying the words of God to God. And so if you don't know what to pray, so I'm challenging you this week, add 10 minutes every day to your prayer lives. If you're like, I don't, how do, where do I begin? Well, you could begin just talking with God, number one, or you can begin with any one of these, pr praying, uh, slowing down, giving thanks, giving praise. <coughs> or the last one, just pull out your Bible. Open up to the Psalms. You're not sure where to open? Open to Psalm 23. Open to Psalm 100. These are, these are great Psalms of praise and just thanksgiving. The call, of action, the call to action here is to go from here beginning to get acclimatized to prayer. Why? Because Paul tells us to. He says, pray in all occasions, in every way. Pray, 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 pray. Five times in this passage, he tells us to pray. So we conclude, I think it's very impressive uh, as I've seen people who are prayer warriors, as I've seen people who are meek, like Jesus is meek, but can stand firm. Like those to me are the kinds of people that are the most impressive to watch their lives. People that I know that, that sneak away and, and go find a place to pray. People who are uh, prayer warriors. These type of people are the people who really get things done in life. The people that can stand firm to the end. People who are filled with the gift of prayer. So would you bow your head, would you quiet your heart with me this morning as, as we've talked about prayer. Let us go before the Lord and pray to him. God, we pray that we would connect with you. You are God, the Almighty, the Savior of the world, the Creator of the world. And Lord, we thank you that we can connect with you as we talk to you, as we bring praises to you as we sing to you words, as we say words of scripture to you as in prayer. Lord, we thank you that you are listening to us. And Lord, would you call us this week, call us today to find places of prayer in our lives, to find places in our day to lift your name high, to praise you, that we might get acclimatized to prayer, to talking with you, to inviting you into our lives, the highs and the lows of our walk through this life with you. You are the one who walks with us. Psalm 23 says that even though we walk in valleys in the shadow of death, you are with us and your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You prepare places for us, Lord. You prepare a table before us even in the presence of our enemies, that we might be with you, that we might sit across a table with you, even as enemies and bad things are happening, that we might be there praying to you, looking lovingly upon you as you look lovingly upon us. So we pray this in your name, Lord. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Would you now stand with me? We're gonna say together <coughs> a prayer this is the Lord's Prayer that I alluded to. We're going to say it together. The, the words will be on the screen, so we'll be uh, saying it together in unison. But would you join me? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever.